Hey, 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 Dream Team. Welcome back to Coffee is My Boyfriend. My name is Anissa. Coffee is the love of my life. And that's about it. That's all I have to say. I've summed that one up really beautifully. It's like poetic. It's like beautiful poetry of love and relationships. And oh, guys, it is a timeless love story. I love it. I love it. Caffeine is my boyfriend. Uh, Moving on. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode, season two, episode 13, I believe. I've had a little break between episodes and I just want to, I guess, talk about that for a reason. Uh, I've been finding personally the last six months very challenging. I've had some very interesting and toxic characters, let's just call them characters, come into my life and really challenge my confidence and particularly my fearless confidence in things that I do. And I thought I was above this. I thought I had really gone through that stage and developed myself and understood how to back myself. And turns out, I still got some work to do on that. I really do. I pride myself on being a very strong person and I don't let these people know that they affect me, but I do tend to bottle it just a little bit. In the moment, I am fine. In the moment, I can be strong. In the moment, I might react, but it'll never be out of proportion. But I do seem to bottle that up, and it does seem to affect me later. So I've been noticing that I've been putting a lot of things aside, and I haven't been personally dealing with those and and working on building strength around those kind of situations and, and people and commentary and all that kind of stuff, which I've noticed as I seem to succeed more has become more and more apparent which is one of those beautiful things when you know that you're becoming a success, right? When people start talking about you. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's one of the key, key things, right? When people start talking about you. Oh, my goodness. It's, um, it's really interesting, I think, dealing with these particular types of toxic characters and how they appear to want success for you but then they'll either abuse your trust or they'll abuse your kindness and what you have to offer them or they'll plain straight just tear you apart and tear you down for no reason no reason other than the fact that they're probably intimidated by you and uh you're doing something that they want to do and they're coming from a place of fear of of them not thinking that they're good enough to achieve what you're doing this is not to build your own ego. This is not to be like, oh my God, like I'm killing it. And these guys are obviously intimidated by me. No, 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 no. This is just to like, for me, it's one of those things where I've just got to reflect and be like, this is not an attack on me. This is not a personal attack on me. This person either doesn't know me very well, hasn't had, hasn't been humbled enough or put their ego aside enough to be able to get me to know me very well. Like they haven't actually sat down with me and had a conversation with me. They've just made an assumption and therefore their assumption is correct. And therefore they've decided that this is the way I am, which is unfortunate because if you have been watching me, listening to me, um, following me, even if you are a very good friend of mine, I am one of those people that if I've done something wrong, I will acknowledge it. If I need to grow and develop, I will acknowledge it. I will always be so unbelievably reflective of how I conduct myself. And if I've conduct myself inappropriately, I always want to correct it for the next time around. Like I always want to be better. 
it's unfortunate that there's a lot of people in I can talk entertainment here I can talk the fitness industry these are the two industries I'm in so I can kind of talk about them but I'm sure it happens in corporate world as well and all sorts of other arenas um, I can also talk about it from a dancing perspective as well the dance world is quite competitive in this way there is a lot of people who just believe that there's like limited spots like limited spots available in these industries and therefore they have to tear people down they have to pull people apart in order for them to get the spot and it doesn't work like that like I'm a firm believer that there is space for everybody because everybody's story is unique everybody's work ethic is unique everyone's creativity is unique and I personally believe that because your voice and your story is so unique there is no one else that can say it like you yeah there might be similarities in terms of story or experience but that's how we connect as humanity like that's how we can share and and develop and grow together because we have similar experiences but your experience can only ever be your own so therefore your voice is very unique because of that i think there's just space for all of us there is like you will find your tribe i just don't get why there needs to be this malicious act of trying to step over people to get to a top the top that people seem to think exists I don't think there is like this pinnacle top that exists because life is not linear like that like you have ups and downs in your relationships in your growth in your development in your success in your career like there is no pinnacle top right there is no end infinite end to whatever indefinite I should say indefinite end to whatever you're trying to seek there is this infinite end like it's never ending it's always reaching it's always developing and when you feel like it's ended well then I'm sorry but you you reinvent the ending like I don't know where you thought that the end was but or who you got that idea from but there is no ending there's just you developing and changing and constantly growing and coming up with something new and different anyway that was me going on the side tangent but I have since discovered over the last couple of months that there are some people who uh, are two-faced in their approach which is unfortunate and toxic for not only those around them but for them for themselves because it I like to believe that you know the universe or the world or energy has balance and if you're being a nasty and toxic person I, and you're putting that out there I think it comes back to you I think it shines back on you and, and it will be put on you tenfold uh, or essentially karma as some people like to call it but it's not karma in the terms of like I want to stick around to see it like I want to stick around to see that person fall in their face no 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 you've got to like let that go you just got to let it go and just be like okay they're going to learn their lesson whatever that might look like and however that might be it's challenging uh wanting the best in people and wanting to love on them and having this moment where you're just like oh my god yeah this is an awful toxic person and I can't give them anything more in fact I have to step away I cannot I cannot actually converse with them I can't be around them it's challenging I know for some of you if you're in the same shoes as me because you know with work with career with the 
people you have to move in circles with, it's hard to sometimes avoid these people. They're going to pop up every so often. And it's like you've got to create a skill set in order for you to be able to manage them and manage yourself around them. And for me, I thought I had a really nice skill set. I thought I had a really nice toolkit that I could manage myself around them. And I found that it wasn't strong enough. It really wasn't. And I had more and more of my friends just saying to me, you don't usually care what what people think. You don't care. You just go to the beat of your own drum. You don't have a fixed method or way of doing something. Um, You don't believe in a set path. So why are you so concerned about this? And it took a couple of my friends just piping up, piping up, piping up, where I went, wow, I'm really not handling this well. So I've been really, I thought I was, I thought I was depressed because I do have a history of depression in the past, but I was so self-aware that I'm like, but I'm not sad. I'm just, I'm like angry and emotionally stimulated and I'm overwhelmed and I feel myself so much more and I was just kind of like in a ditch or the valley of despair and I must admit I'm still kind of in that valley of despair I'm coming out of it I can feel that but it's been like that for a couple of months now and it's hard when I have so much desire to spread positivity I have so much value in that I think it's something that needs to be said because everyone's so quick for the negative. There are so many people, as soon as you see them, as soon as you say, hello, how are you? They are so quick to jump to their negative. They're going to tell you their negative part of their day, their month, their week, their body, their feeling, whatever it means straight away. Not hello, how are you back or anything like that. It'll go straight to the negative, right? And that's self that's self-fueling behavior, right? That's self-fueling behavior. And it's so hard if that's all you hear from them all the time is the negative for you to constantly be positive. So I'm one of those people that like, I now challenge people on that to flip their perspective. You know, if someone hits me with a negative straight away, I challenge it. And sometimes it'll piss them off. Um, sometimes they'll see a bit of light to it, but uh, I just can't stand it. It's, it's, doesn't help either of us for you to be like that I'm happy to listen to you you know your challenges for sure but do not hit me with a negative I just wanted to say hello to you I wanted to make your day I wanted you to make my day I wanted to share in that greatness but yeah you didn't even give that that opportunity that's not fair on either of us on world on society on life on humanity you know on connection But I've been noticing it's been harder and harder for me lately to create and generate that internal positivity, that internal drive, that internal love. So I've slowed down a bit. I haven't been on my Instagram stories as much and chatting away to you guys as as I like to be and sharing that love. I haven't been on here as much either. I haven't done my regular podcasts. I found that I needed to pull back. I needed to slow down to speed up. I needed to figure out what was going on with me, why I was so angry, why I was so upset, why I was so sad with the world and the environment and the people in that within those environments. I needed to understand that so I could build my toolkit again. I needed to understand that so I could find the strength to be able to deliver the positive outcome which I required and desired in order for me to constantly impact people in such a positive light. 
that's so important to me. It's such a value that's driven in me. And I think it's just because I came from a space of being so depressed as a young kid and just not understanding it and just thinking that everyone felt like this. Everyone felt this heaviness all the time. And when I finally, you know, got to work on that and came out of that and continue to work on that daily, I just don't want anyone to feel that way. I want someone to lift them up. You know, be the, I want to be the person that I didn't have for someone else, you know. I want to be that role model. I want to be that person that says, hey, it's okay. You're human, right? We'll find the positive in this. We'll, we'll drive ourselves through it. It's not over yet. Anyway, so that is where I'm currently at. And I share this in a space of not like, woe is me or feel sorry for me or anything like that. If anything, I want to just share it as a voice of empowerment. If you're someone who does suffer from depression, if you're someone that does suffer regularly from negative thoughts, or you're in a space right now or in a challenge with your family or your friends or your loved ones or even your career or your workplace, where you're just like, I just can't find the the positive nature in this. I just can't find the positive thoughts, the positive way to conduct myself. I am upset and I'm angry. I understand. I think the biggest thing is... Um, to find the love for yourself if you can find the love for yourself if you can find what you can possibly do for your growth it'll start to make things feel a little bit lighter because you're achieving something for yourself I can never say that I fully understand where you're at because you're um your experience will always be yours it's always individual it's always unique it's always your story but I can definitely empathize with how you feel understand where you're at is probably the wrong phrase I'm kind of over that phrase I think reflecting on it over this time I've gone damn I hate it when people say like I understand I'm like well you don't because it's not your experience you can definitely empathize with someone I think the term that I'm trying to use more is I can understand how that can be challenging is the term that I'm trying to use or um, I I felt a similar way like I can't feel exactly what you're feeling but I felt a similar way when this happened to me you know Um, acknowledging someone's feelings is sometimes the biggest and greatest thing you can do for someone too like acknowledging that their pain or their frustration or their anger is something that is real and validated and you know of reality of concern because sometimes when we go into these spaces we're like oh I think I'm being silly I think I am going to shove this off I think I'm going to put this under the rug I think I'm not going to deal with this because it sounds crazy or it sounds wrong or right or whatever it might be and sometimes we can kind of think of it as this fantasy world of emotion and it's always valid you're human it's valid it's an experience that you're going through and I'm sure others have gone through a similar experience not yours but something similar that you can find you know some peace in that so understand how you feel I think we need to sort of change that interpretation of what that means um I think you know I felt a similar way is something that I'm trying to use more to show that you know I can't feel exactly what you're feeling but I can have some some small understanding of that uh 
yeah anyway also asking someone questions I think is helpful like like what do you mean by that or can you describe that to me more or can when you say it hurts like can you express to me what that means because everyone's interpretation of certain words and language is very different depending on how you grew up who you associated yourself with who you continually associate yourself with uh, different cultures background etc you've got to really challenge some language barriers on that too and interpretation barriers on that so asking more questions to a person can really be helpful well that was heavy to get started I was going to talk about well I'm getting to it I was going to give you a recap on Adelaide Fringe that's where I was going but that I needed to address that first because I felt it'll probably give you a better understanding as to why I need to conduct myself in this fashion for my podcast in this way and you've probably noticed my podcast is you know sometimes humorous sometimes not sometimes you know to the point sometimes you know opening up that mindset of exploration in terms of thoughts and processes and how we conduct ourselves and actions and emotions and whatever it might be okay there's that there's that so I'm going through my valley of despair guys I am coming out of it it's feeling stronger it's feeling more me now and I feel like it's this next level of strength that is coming through me and I'm very excited to find that and battle that because I am not disillusioned by this I think this is only going to get harder and I'm only going to find more and more toxic characters toxic characters I'm going to find more of them Um, trolls (laughs) I'm going to find more trolls under my bridge Um, show Adelaide Fringe, ladies and gentlemen, Adelaide Fringe. I was only there for the weekend. Uh, Sam and I went for the opening weekend. I had two shows on Valentine's Day, the 14th of February and the 15th of February, so a Friday night and a Saturday night at the Rhino Room in Adelaide. Oh, fantastic space. I'm obsessed. I love. I got to do the late night show there too, the late night showcase there. It was fantastic people in Adelaide bring it it was so much fun uh Adelaide Fringe itself phenomenal like it's crazy it explodes I would definitely next time learning from this experience I would go longer I would be there for probably you know a week or a week and a half maybe even two weeks to really experience that because I understand now by talking to a lot of my members of the audience and other people in the streets and things like that there's just so much abundance of choice in what to be entertained by that a lot of people just go out on like a friday night or a saturday night and then in the moment they pick which shows that they're going to go see because there's just so much choice you can walk like 30 meters into a new venue and then there's a whole other show available so i understand the interesting like the not concern I should say but a lot of the artists I spoke to and comedians I spoke to said that there is a lot of competition right it is hard to get ticket sales straight away until you build momentum and reputation for your show and then when people hear about that then towards the end of your season you tend to get more ticket sales and things like that Uh, I was really surprised according to a couple of the comedians that I spoke to like for me I'm such a high achiever like I am an overachiever beyond beyond what's probably healthy and I had an expectation for myself 
even though, as Sam continuously reminds me, by the way, for those of you who've just tuned in, uh, Sam, Sam Menzies is my opener for my show. He's been touring around with me as part of this first tour. Very, very supportive. He's my comedy boyfriend and um, it's a ride or die. Like he is, he is a wonderful, wonderful human and I really appreciate his support towards what I'm trying to achieve. Um, so, you know, having him around and having his perspective on things has been amazing. And him kind of putting it into pers- perspective for me, he's like, and he said, nobody knows you here. <laughs> nobody knows you in Perth and we do really well in Perth. Nobody knew you in, you know, Adelaide and we're doing really well in Adelaide. Um, we had some good show numbers, which I was just like stoked by, absolutely stoked by. The audiences were fantastic. I got to hop on a couple of late shows and pop up comedy gigs. So we just gigged. We were only there for three nights and we were just gigging hard, like including my shows, just the whole weekend. It was the most fun. We were both just raving about how it was just so much fun, so much fun. And I just had incredible audiences. I just had these people that would stick around after the first show on the Valentine's Day and just wanted to riff with me about how the things that I spoke about and how how it was entertaining for them and how they connected with it and all this sort of stuff. And the same with the second night. I had a couple that... um, it was a friend from primary school and we had, oh no, primary school, high school in Emerald um, where I grew up and uh, I hadn't seen her in many, 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 many years but she'd been following me on Facebook and knew that my show was coming to town and her and her partner drove three hours to come and see my show. I just couldn't get over it. That was beautiful and good. just such a lovely um just a, such a lovely surprise that people would want to make that effort for me and and to see that and then to be to have the feedback that they had to hear how she was just blown away and and little things like she said to me she goes I would have paid double for that show I would have paid double for that show it was so good and then to get I was just I was just overwhelmed by the response like nobody knows me okay and I've got to put that in perspective there was something ridiculous I don't know how many shows there there was hundreds of shows to choose from on opening weekend and um to be able to get the audience I did and I was up against the same time slot at the same venue there's other shows going on and I was up against some big names for um for Adelaide and for the Rhino Room and to actually have the audiences that I did um you know to sort of fill fill that room in a, in a space that just didn't feel empty and it felt supported and it felt strong and um, it was just fantastic. It was just fantastic. I think to top it all off without me knowing it until recently, um, I actually had a reviewer that reviewed the first version of this show, the very first version of this show, which was is leaps and bounds. Like this show is completely different to how it started um, when I first tested it. And he reviewed, I didn't realize he was there, but he reviewed it on Valentine's night. And I got the most amazing review. And it was just lovely because this person would have seen that journey from the first show to now and what he remembered of the first show to now. And to have this review that is just, like, it's just beautiful. It, he compliments me so well 
with what I'm trying to achieve with the show and um, talks about, I guess, my stage presence and the jokes just keeping delivering and and, um, just praising the work I've done. It was so lovely. It was so lovely to get such a review. I just couldn't get over it. And then also to have the experience to meet new comedians. Rewind and press play. I had the opportunity to meet some really lovely comedians. And I've got to give a big shout out to Kim Lee. Kim is a comedian from Adelaide and he runs a pop-up room there. But he's been going to the fringes and supporting other comedians and helping them out where he can. And doing little, he did a pop-up comedy show and stuff in Adelaide, which I know is just going to help so many comedians just warm up and play and practice and be a part of that scene and and develop and grow and um Sam and I were just in awe of what he was doing and we just loved how he just put it together and he just he gave everyone a shot and everyone a go and they were so lovely and they let me headline for a night and Sam to close out a bracket and um they didn't really know us I mean we were lucky Kim saw both of us perform in Perth and so he had an understanding of what we were like and what we did and how we do it but they were just so unbelievably welcoming to us coming in and sort of saying hey like you know we've got interstate you know comedians here and we really believe in them and support them and you know here they are kind of thing and just revved us up it was so so supportive and what I noticed was everyone from what I saw and I'm not saying that this is everywhere but the people that I met that I was lucky enough to sort of spread that energy into were just supportive humans, supportive comedians. They were honestly there to help each other out and they wanted to. I met some crazy and incredible comedians at the Rhino Room Late Night Showcase too, um, which I'm so grateful and honoured to be in contact with now. And they have just given me advice after advice and um perspective after perspective to help me kind of get through this valley of despair thing and it's just been phenomenal I have not experienced that yet I have experienced the surface level of that and people who want to say the right things and want to think that they're doing the right thing in order to save face I'm not saying that everyone's been like that I have met some genuinely nice people and in that industry here in Sydney as well but I must admit I've probably met more genuinely nice people in Perth and Adelaide um who just it's the tour I think it's this idea of like you know we all support each other and knowing that you made a show like you made a show and you got this far and that is huge and that support to be able to be like hey I know what that feels like I know how heavy that is I know how much work and effort you have put into that that support is just genuine it's just nice uh, I got to, because of that and because other people saw my sets and things like that I got to jump on some other shows as well um, which was fantastic um, to be able to sort of be seen at a level that people wanted me in other shows that were you know they were getting ticketed and stuff like that they saw the value in in me for that which was just 
beyond I think um just humbling just lovely I'm just just completely grateful for that to be able to for, for me to be seen at that standard in people's eyes is just incredible I think the one two the thing that really kind of got to me in a in a positive way not in a negative way was we did a show on Thursday night it was just a pop-up uh the, at the pop-up comedy gig which you know people pay tickets for and I was the headliner and I sort of closed that out and Sam like I said closed out the second bracket which was great but I had a lot of the the comedians the local comedians from Adelaide who were there um come in and watch my set and just the feedback when I came off and they were heading out and they just said that was an amazing set like that was so clever that was well done your performance like that was awesome and because of that them wanting to see my show like them seeing me in this professional light and then seeing me at this this next level um and genuinely interested in asking me questions and how you know how I develop that and all that kind of stuff now I am by no means in my opinion at that space to be able to be like hey you know like I'm I've been doing this for 10 years now and I've got really great you know professional experience behind me no 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 but you know I could point them in the right direction of like you know or who I listened to and you know what I figured out by myself and in hindsight what I would have fixed and I'm still learning and I'm still growing and I'm still developing but it was just that nice I guess we sort of forget about it just that acknowledgement of someone doing a good job it does you don't have to like you don't have to like fall in love with their comedy you don't have to fall in love with their art you don't have to fall in love with the way that they do something but when you know someone's done a good job you know that they've done a good job I think it's something to be said about like you want that back from other people so why don't you give it to someone who does deserve it like why don't you say that was a good job well done you know I just got I didn't realize how much I didn't get that until I've been to now doing Perth shows and Adelaide shows and doing these like stand-up gigs and pop-up gigs and things like that and people coming up to me and saying you did a good job I didn't realize how much of that was missing in the association I was hanging around with and um, now I'm wary of it and I can understand it and you know what I'm going to dish it out more I mean I, I try to when I think people do a good set I try and get up to them afterwards and be like hey man that was a great set like well done but I think I'm going to make more of a conscious effort you know really be able to like tune in and give that back to people because I've realized how much it actually helps me and I think it, you know you've got to feed that forward you've got to feed that forward to get it back so that was pretty amazing um interesting to just how big some of these festivals are and how you know it's quite a big deal like you do get lost in it as a performer you have to you know hustle you have to work hard you have to constantly be pushing your craft and who you are and what your show is and selling yourself that can be intimidating for some people and if you know if that is something that you know you need to strive and work on I'd highly recommend looking into ways on how you can work on that because I think part of the success and Sam and I spoke about success in terms of comedy and performing and entertainment a lot over the weekend just amongst ourselves 
you know, we have really great conversations about that. But, you know, we spoke about half the success as being a good business person. Like, you are your brand. You are your product. And if you're not in a space where you can run yourself like a business, then your success rate is minimal. (laughs) To be honest, like, you know, it's what we've noticed and we were sort of discussing like case studies of you know people who are making it big are not necessarily the greatest talents in the world in fact the greatest talents in the world we made you know sam makes a joke that you'll find them in the cemetery because no one knew that they were the greatest talent you know um so there is this thing of like being a business person and working on your craft being a business person but being able to sell yourself and push yourself forward because nobody is going to champion you nobody's going to champion you until you get to the point where people want to be associated with you because of your success because that's the way humans work no one's going to champion you so you've got to champion yourself and definitely notice that a lot in this tour um about how you need to champion yourself you how you need to push and drive yourself forward and i probably haven't been malicious enough in that I, I have to an extent, I thought I had to an extent, and now looking at it, I'm like, damn, I could have pushed myself harder, I could have really sold myself more, uh, and particularly now that I'm getting these reviews out, I'm like, okay, cool, I can definitely sell myself more, like, these are positive, these are good, these are great reviews, so selling myself more is, is something that I need to work on myself, uh, and, and pushing that, and becoming a bit more business savvy when it comes around my branding which I'm taking very seriously moving forward. So Adelaide Fringe, highly recommend it. Even if you're not a performer, I would go. Like set yourself up a weekend or something like that during Adelaide Fringe, just go because I don't think you understand the chaos of what it is like. It is crazy. It's crazy. So much fun. So much fun. You will be thoroughly entertained, I guarantee you. So much fun. I think the last thing I just want to touch on but while I um while I'm on it coming back I was really lucky that when I came back I jumped straight back into some gigs and I've got more gigs coming up which is fantastic and pushing outside my boundary and and building a little bit more here in Sydney I got approached by you know two lovely comedians three actually three lovely comedians that wanted to know all about my experience and how it's been going so far and how am I finding the shows and the fringes and the audiences and conducting myself and they just asked so many questions and I knew it was coming from a space of them wanting to develop themselves of them wanting to take the same path of them wanting to do this themselves and and I was just so grateful that they were asking me um questions about you know what did you find challenging? What do you find difficult? If you were to do it again, how would you do it? When did you start organizing this? You know, who did you have to contact? That kind of thing. It's all these valuable questions that I didn't really know anybody to ask who had done what I am currently doing. I'm sure many have, but they're probably at the space and level now that I can't really contact them yet. Or those who have, I maybe haven't liked how they've conducted themselves as a human so I haven't really wanted to talk to them about it uh or you know or I've just been sort of shoved aside from that so I'm like oh you know look I'll figure it out 
So I've figured out this tour on my own accord and I've definitely learned a lot and I've asked so many people questions and now going through this space and this in this journey I have now created these gorgeous contacts that I know for the next time around I do this I'll be able to contact straight away and I'll be able to really feed into them and be able to build again from this process and level up again from this journey uh so I'm grateful for that but I have to say I am just so impressed by these three comedians that came and spoke to me about it um the fact that they are willing to ask the questions the fact that they were willing to get the knowledge and and to find out how I did it and what I'm doing and and how I discovered it and what have you it might not be how they do it in fact you know there was a couple of lessons that I said hey you know look do it your way for sure but if I learned anything about this I learned from this experience that I wouldn't do this again and I wouldn't do it this way or I'd try and do it this way or whatever it might be and they you know were really taking it on board and I just I just thought that how great that was that they put their ego aside and thinking that you know they knew everything because a lot of people do I'm not saying that these particular people are like that but a lot of people are like that like oh you know like I'll figure it out I'll do it um you know I won't ask the questions I was just impressed that they you know they acknowledged what I was doing and and came up to me and asked how I was doing it and you know what my lessons were and all that kind of stuff and because of that I could fully encourage them to try it themselves and I could give them the warnings and I could you know this is what I experienced it might not be what you experienced but you know if if I was to say anything I would say do your research on this or understand this or know your demographic that's in that area or whatever it might be it was just so nice it was nice to be acknowledged in that way I am still I will be the first one to say always I'm still learning I'm still growing I'm still developing I've had experience in things you know but that doesn't mean I know everything and in fact I believe I only know a very small portion of anything that I currently experience you know there's always another way there's always another experience within that experience that is to be made or held and you know what this tour has been unbelievably fantastic and well received and we've still got Newcastle coming up and we've still got Melbourne coming up so there's still those things going on there too Uh, but you know it's interesting how you can look at it this way and the next thing you know you know for the next time I do it it might be a completely different experience like this might be an amazing positive experience and the next time I go around it might not be as positive you know you never know you never know so there's always ups and downs and and um different situations that can come from the similar event or experience you know ah guys i i don't know if that sums sums up adelaide was amazing like thank you adelaide i really appreciate that i can't wait to do adelaide fringe again i can't wait to experience that again with you it was just so much fun and um yeah and for those of you asking about the sydney show for the tour it's the dates will be released soon it's on pause for a moment for particular reasons and those reasons will become apparent when everything can be locked down and be official but i just wanted to say thank you for your patience i really appreciate it and we will be able to 
unlock that information shortly. So please, please stay tuned. I know I've had a couple of you email me, message me. I can't get tickets for Sydney. What's going on? It's coming. It'll just be a little bit later than now um, in this particular period, but it'll be exciting and it'll be so much fun and I cannot wait to share with you what's going on. That's my recap. It's probably not like a recap that people expect from, you know, oh, I'm going to talk about all about the Fringe. Fringe was amazing. The people I met were amazing. Comedians I met were amazing. If you want to experience that, I'm sure there's many that are doing a bit more of a recap on, on the actual Fringe. But I always like to do talk about, you know, the lessons and what I've learned and what I'm experiencing at the moment. So for those of you who are thinking of doing it, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. And you're more than welcome to send me a message at any time to ask a little bit more about that and what I experienced. It will never be what you experience, but you can always learn. Learn from people who have gone before you, I think, and then you can make your own executive decisions moving forward. Anywho, I'm going to stop on that one. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your understanding in where I'm currently at in my space and my time. And um, if you are someone who is also in that headspace right now, please understand uh, or please have some comfort in knowing that you're not the only one and it'll pass. It'll pass. All emotions and time passes if you allow it to be, if you allow it to just float by. Just let it float by and everything will be amazing. I promise. My name's Anissa. Guys, have a fantastic week, day, month, evening, day, morning, noon, lunchtime, coffee, whatever it might be. Bye.